0: Hey, Richard. Yeah, buddy. Guess what time it is now? Time to get out of the cold and hit Orlando for Dev Intersection?
1: What? (laughs) 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 Yeah, that's right. March 25th to 28th at the Swan Hotel in Orlando for another great Dev Intersection. All your favorites are going to be there, including Scott Guthrie and Scott Hanselman.
0: Ah, the greater and lesser Scott. Yes. And if SQL is your thing, Paul Randall and Kim Tripp are, as usual, running an awesome set of SQL sessions.
1: And this year at Dev Intersection, we have a special emphasis on new artificial intelligence technologies, including deep learning, cognitive services, and more. And of course, all the latest web tech, Angular, C Sharp, Visual Studio, all your favorites. So go to devint.netrocks.com right now and register. Sign up for a workshop as well, and you'll get some cool hardware. We'll see you there. Welcome back to .NET Rocks. This is Carl Franklin. And this is Richard Campbell. This is the last show we will record at uh, NDC London.
0: Says you. Yeah. Uh, It's probably likely since I'm off to Brighton in like an hour. I think so.
1: (laughs) We had a good day. We talked to Scott Guthrie today. We did.
0: Yeah. Although it's not going to come out for another week or two, but... uh, But it was a good show. That's what happens sometimes. Shows are out of order.
1: Yeah. They're used to it by now. Yeah. Heather Downing is here. We're going to be talking about all sorts of cool stuff with her. But uh, first, let's spin the crazy music for a ride we like to call Better Know a Framework. Awesome.
2: All right, man, what do you got?
1: Well, uh, I found on GitHub somebody has written an entity framework designer. What? Yeah, Michael Swazin. Uh, and I'm not sure if I pronounced your name correctly, Michael. I apologize for that. But anyway, it's uh, if you're used to the entity framework visual modeling that came with prior versions of Visual Studio, you'll be pretty much at home. He says the goal was to duplicate at least those features and, in addition, all the things that annoyed me for not being there. (laughs) (laughs) How much software gets built because you're annoyed about something? Yeah, right. So, he lists the the things that annoyed him, Um, like the ability to show and hide parts of the model. Mm -hmm. That would be Mm -hmm. useful. Yeah. Easy customization of generated output, Uh, also useful. Class nodes that can be colored to visually group the model. Nice. That's just a great feature. Different concerns that can be generated into different subdirectories like entities, enums, db contacts. Entities by default being generated as partials. So the default code can be easily modified. Well, duh, <laughs> right? That's just, a, that's one keyword. Just a thing. Uh, string length, index flags, required attributes and other properties being available in the designer, plus many other tiny bits that kept getting under my skin. So, uh, I thought that was cool. I haven't used it, but I did see that it was trending and uh, wanted to give him a shout out. So, that's the EF designer on GitHub. That's awesome. Yeah. Who's talking to us today, Richard?
0: Grabbed a comment off a show of 1410 from February of 2017, uh, also from NDC London, so last year's show. Yeah. And this was uh, a show we did with Galena Warrior talking about chatbots. Oh, yeah. Knowing we're probably going to talk about talking a fair bit. And Ofer Zelig. Said uh, you were talking about detecting curses and anger. <laughs> it's funny. For years, Nice N I C E is an acronym, had and still has a product implementation in call centers that detects angers and tone based on what would it take to escalate a call to managers. Hmm. So you can't just ask someone, "Can I talk to your manager, please?" You have to sound angry. Ah, oh, and that's then the a software actually helps them.
1: I'm going to remember that next to time. Move up. You are obviously an idiot put me in touch with someone who isn't
0: <laughs> well and a lot of the voice control systems out there yeah it's like the United one which oddly enough I use fairly often yeah I most of the time I don't call in for anything that could be done over the web which means it can't be done over the voice control system either right so if I just say agent yeah well it turns out if you just say agent you have to say agent like six times. Cool. But if you curse and say agent, you say it once. Awesome. It just goes through. But the problem is the person on the other end has now been notified that you're angry. So, they're a little obsequious and stuff. It's like, look, Mm. I wasn't that angry. I just get tired of saying agent. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
2: Okay. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs>
0: <laughs> if i had to say ang- ang- agent that many times i would have been angry how
1: angry do i have to be to get a discount
0: yeah because <laughs> <laughs> i'll go there yeah we know what the outcome of this is ultimately going to be yeah, it's going to Just- make
1: a bunch of uh, really mad people that are taking advantage of the system
0: i've said that uh you know and in an airport getting a ticket update or a ticket replacement and so forth it's like you know you're going to do this uh, you know what the logical outcome here is, but you seem to be resisting. Would it help if I banged on the table? Right. Like, is there somebody standing behind you waiting for me to be angry because I can go there?
1: Yeah. Like, well, you just yeah. tell me what to do and like, I'll do it. It I mean. seemed, yeah,
0: seemed like a whole lot of other people were yelling at you today and maybe I shouldn't yell at you. Maybe that'd be nicer. But if I have to yell at you, I can do it. Just tell right. me what I need to do. Uh, anyway. It's all right. You can laugh. Though. You don't have to whisper. It's <laughs> <That's> fine. <laughs>
1: it's true. <laughs> uh, uh,
0: Ofer goes on to say that the, uh, and I'll include a link to NICE, it's fr- literally the, the website is nice.com. Hmm. And uh, uh, it has been developed before the era of machine learning. So it's probably using some fairly sophisticated algorithms and things, but it's been around for a long time. What's the acronym? Uh, it's it's not it's nice it's N I C E so it's it doesn't stand for anything Nice.com. dot com I'm sure it's somebody came up with something well let's face it if you had registered the domain name nice yeah. you would find a way to use it. Sure. So maybe it comes up to something. But it is uh, the customer experience service. Okay. So they do all kinds of voice rec stuff so natural,
3: so intuitive customer experience. Yeah, I yeah, see.
0: You've already written the acronym for them. I How did. about that? <laughs> uh, so, Ofer, thank you so much for your comment at .NET Rocks Mug. It's on its way to you. And if you'd like a .NET Rocks Mug, write a comment on the website at .NET Rocks.com or via any of our social media because we publish every
1: show to Facebook and Google+. And if you comment there and we read it on the show, we'll send you a mug. And uh, go ahead and follow us on Twitter. He's at Rich Campbell. I'm at Carl Franklin. Send us a tweet. We accept cookies. (laughs) But we're going to make you click on a stupid
0: box to to, to let you know we're giving you cookies in the first place. And you know, I don't
1: eat cookies anymore. I'm diabetic. Leave me alone. (laughs) Their cookies are made of egg whites. What happens if I do not accept cookies? (laughs) Nothing. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, let me formally introduce Heather. Heather Downing is a passionate coder and entrepreneur. She has experience working with Fortune 500 companies, building enterprise-level mobile and .NET applications. She spends her spare time at tech conferences, supporting the growth of new developers of all genders, ages, and backgrounds. When not coding, Heather spends her time as a competitive equestrian and learning the art of mounted archery, which is awesome. I love the photos. Welcome. Well, plus, back, you're by usually the way. wearing elf ears when you do it. That is true. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> Welcome back to the show. We
0: talked to you first at uh, Nebraska Code Camp. Nebraska Code Camp. April of
3: 2015. No.
0: You were, you were yeah. just so new and shiny. <laughs> and here we are a little, just shy of three years later yeah. in London.
3: I know. Not
0: your first international <laughs> conference, but no, no, not your 50th either. So, no. mm.
3: my first, uh, it hasn't been quite a full year of it though.
0: Oh, yeah. It will okay. be as of
3: March. It'll be my first full year that I've actually left the country.
0: Been, uh, did we you get you a passport NDC? for that first trip? Uh, no, I actually yeah.
3: got a passport originally to visit New Zealand uh, c- several years ago because I'm a big Lord of the Rings. Of course. Nerd, yes. right? So yes. I had to go see yeah, okay. all of the sites. And so I actually got it for that purpose.
1: You know, Richard was born in New Zealand. He's actually a hobbit. There there you go. Go. Have you seen my feet? He
3: yeah. got a little too big, big for look. his britches. <laughs> a lot of hair there. there.
1: Some, some britches are bigger than
3: others. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. So,
1: yeah, we saw you at NDC London. And, uh,. Yeah, I was seeing you around. So you've been busy. What have yeah. you been doing? Look at you!
3: Oh my goodness! You guys uh, interviewed me at my very first conference I ever spoke at. There you go. That's right,
0: Rassy yeah. Code Camp. Yeah, I'd never
3: done it before. And uh, imagine, if you will, what it's like to go into a big auditorium with lights on you mm-hmm. um, to be on a podcast that you've only been listening to for several years. <laughs>
0: mm. <laughs> you, you were a little nervous.
3: I you was did, you did beyond very, a little
4: nervous. You did very
0: well. It was a great show. We were super inspired. by We were inspired,
1: show. And, and we were also impressed because you know and, and we we actually refer to you at the end of our keynote um about uh, sort of it's not really a history of net but it is a sort of an overview of it's, what it's, happened it's the
0: developer landscape talk yeah. right it says here's what we've learned making a, you know a thousand plus uh podcasts uh, talking about this space
1: but the thing we learned oh. talking to you was that you you were of this new generation that had absolutely no baggage technically oh, yeah. about you know it had no fear jumping into things and uh, it was refreshing to yeah. see, you know. And-, and so
0: that's when I first started thinking in terms of maybe all of our experiences are actually scar tissue that are holding us back.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. right. Because
0: you didn't have any, right? <laughs> you were, you were, or, or at least you hit it well because you're like, oh, I just, I used this and I used that. It's like I would never use that. Mm. Why, how, <laughs> why would you do? It? Are you crazy? Yeah, right. I've actually one time, I think well, at least once, I said, didn't know enough to be afraid.
2: Yeah, I think
3: that's probably <laughs> completely accurate.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um,
3: but I don't know. I, uh, somebody once, and I can't not remember the name of the person you think it has really shaped my life. You would mm-hmm. think I'd remember, but I have a terrible memory. We'll talk about buffers in a second, but <laughs> <laughs> I, I was told very, very early, like right as I got out of tech school that, you know, not only does not nobody really know what they're doing 100% either. Clearly, you know, we've uh, failed in many respects, even right down to NASA, right? And sure. That means. Mm. But, Whenever something new comes out, it's new to everyone. It's mm. new yeah. to you, it's new to somebody who's been doing this for 20 years, mm. so why would you worry about that? Right. It's not a competition. Right. So just get excited about what it is you're learning and it's supposed to spread. The whole point of speaking is to spread the, inf- uh, the good infection, right? Yeah. right? And make it be something that everybody wants to do and it, you aren't necessarily supposed to be the person who has 100% of the credentials, hmm. right? It depends, it depends, like I only have an hour. To talk to people. Mm. Yeah. When I finally got to do a half-day workshop uh, last year. Oh, my. That was exciting. I did one with um, with sensors. We got to do beacons. and Oh,
4: those
2: are cool. Yeah, we got to do
3: a little treasure hunt, and, and that was That's so great. fun. But, you know, I, you know, decided to bite up more than I can chew, like you always do when yeah, you try yeah. something new. So, I'm like, it's polyglot. Everybody can do it from all the different backgrounds. So, I had all these different code bases wow. for anybody who wanted to do it. It was a lot of work. Yeah. Um, and, like, three people came. But it was... Oh, <laughs> uh, <Man. laughs> but, you know what... One uh,
1: Python, one Java, one JavaScript. Uh, you got
3: to forget the Rubyists, <laughs> you
1: know? Like, I only had three.
3: <laughs> right? <laughs> but it was, and it was all mobile-driven, and I had one guy who did Ruby, and I was like... Okay, well, lucky for you. Have at it. Yeah, Yeah, I do know a little bit about that. But it actually forced everybody to talk to each other because nobody Mm. had the same stack at all. Sure. And we were all just figuring out something with sensors. And it taught me something about that. It was that these guys have all this experience in their stacks, but nobody knew anything about... Bluetooth low energy beacons at all. Sure. So we were all just trying to figure it out. Like no one even had any hardware experience.
0: Wow. So you were all sort of the same level of expertise at that well, point. And
3: at that point, I was the expert in the room because I'd actually built stuff right. with it, right? right. So, you made it work. Right. I did. I made it work a couple times and decided I could do a workshop, right? Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's enough, you know?
3: I know that sounds crazy, no. you know, yeah. but if it's, it's about spreading the excitement for it, it's okay to have just done some steps because you remember the stuff she just went through sure. and the pain.
0: Well, and you can relate to people who are figuring it out for the first time because it's just not that long ago, Yeah, you know, and you, and hopefully you made yeah. some notes of like, I thought I thought of it like this, I ran into those
1: problems. Like I think that's very powerful. I, somebody told me once that the, the reason they thought I was such a good instructor, teacher, speaker, whatever, is because the very first thing I do is touch the pain.
2: Oh, you know, yeah. You're, you're
1: okay. like, okay. Now I know in the past when you hit yourself in the head with this thing, it really hurts. <laughs> but I'm telling you, it's not going to hurt today.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. For me, it's always the demo gods. Demo gods dislike me yeah, greatly. I, you. Yeah. And I got, I learned my lesson. And so, you know, when we, I was at NDC Oslo for the first time, our internet cut out during my session. Yeah, and, and, and it was yeah. a service driven demo but luckily I was told by someone very wise Mr. Jonathan Mills that you know you can pre-record your demo yeah in a video and then play it so people can see what it is you're doing you know when like almost the lights go out in the right. place right you can at least show them what you intended right and I found that to be just insurance absolutely I haven't had to use it much since then but occasionally you do you know if mm-hmm. you're in Germany and then all of a sudden nobody has an internet
0: right, right. yeah well and you're going to practice it anyway. So yeah. just turning on the recorder so that you have a copy of it. Yeah. So it's a good deal all around. So uh, what's up with the voice stuff? This is the <laughs> new niche for you? Mm-hmm. You know… Do you call it ambient computing? Oh jeez. <laughs> yeah, that term makes me crazy. We
3: call it conversational experiences.
0: Ah, okay, that's not <laughs> pretentious at all.
3: Uh, <laughs> Notice I used we, it's not just I like uh, I, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's funny, it's that I just stumbled into it. So I liked mobile before it was cool, because I'm that's very hipster of me. <laughs> uh, but I did and I I mean it is the reason that I, I did so well that I actually got my uh, internship right, is that mm-hmm. I, I was the only one who did a mobile ready site. Mm, you know, back in the day. (laughs) And so as I was really becoming overwhelmed with all of the languages and all of the frameworks and everything that was Mm -hmm. coming out, and I just didn't know what to do. I'm sure a lot of people relate to that. And then I went to a talk about, you know, choosing what kind of developer you want to be. Like, do you want to be bleeding edge, cutting edge, what level? I think Corey House talked about that. Mm. Like, where do you want to be on the spectrum? And I said, you know, I just like things that... Um, challenge the creative way you thought. Mm. And some people like that to be in an enterprise space. I like it to be in probably more of the bleeding edge. Mm. so the first time that I kind of saw something work decently well was I saw an echo being used in a way that I didn't think of before yeah. and it was in a nursing home. So SNL actually did this hilarious spoof on you know the echo.
2: Oh,
4: really?
3: Uh, yes. That's supposed to be, you know, like for uh, people in nursing homes who can't really hear very well. So, you can call it whatever you want and it re- still responds to you and continues just to say, mm-hmm, and okay. Wow. You know, <laughs> it's it's a great skit. But um, my first one that I ever saw was actually something used for people who were asking for help. So, it's kind of like life alert, right? Mm. But instead, they were just talk to uh, Alexa instead. Mm. And it actually helped um, their entire operation because, mm. uh, they could do things faster. Cause a lot of times it would take already a long time to get to any sort of a panic button or yeah, anything right. in the room and they could just say something really quickly. So it actually I've fallen
1: and I can't get up.
3: Right. And that was my first time going, Oh, so this isn't just, you know, for silliness, you know, there are more things yeah. you could do with it. And I challenged myself to think, what would I do with it? You mm. know, if you can get past the whole, Oh, it's always listening. That's you been know, the big thing. I was going to
1: say, uh, if the, if you're in a nursing home and the NSA is recording all the stuff that's in the nursing home that's ever been said, I'm pretty sure they can delete that stuff on a regular basis. Like, no one, <laughs> if you're going to commit a crime, go talk about it in a nursing home. Talk to Alexa because nobody's ever going to hear that. I think
3: it's funny that Alexa has become the Kleenex of voice. You know, yeah, it, It's it. that people, even though you've been able to talk to Google for a while through your phone, sure, you've yeah. been able to talk to Siri for a while. It why 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 is it that framework that that ecosystem that has been
1: oh well maybe taken because ninety percent of the shopping that's done in the United States goes through Amazon something it, like that
0: well and I, I do think Amazon's motivation was very much I want to sell you soap let me make it as easy as possible how about a box it when you uh, when you say get me more soap yeah. just does it
2: yeah
3: because it yes it took the path of least resistance just. Hit the nail on the head. But Google has the path of most possibilities. And mm. so that's how I look at it, is that TensorFlow is really, really powerful, and yeah. it backs it. So you can do a little bit more, a little faster. But if you want to go into an ecosystem right away, it makes sense for companies to invest in Amazon as well.
1: I find Google's speech recognition to be superior. It is? To just about everything else I've tried.
3: You know, it's, it, it's been interesting, though, because when it comes to user-friendliness, Alexa still preferred. Yeah, um, their right. tone, her quality. It's, it's interesting as they slowly have been unveiling more and more languages. I finally got to do a skill both in English and in German. So mm-hmm. I got to show how I would change endpoints that you would hit so you could decide how you want to formulate your answers based mm-hmm. on whatever localization they have set up. Um, and they've slowly done it because they did something different than what Google did. So they mm-hmm. decided lately to unveil like English UK English, India. And I said, what is that? And it's all wrapped around the cultural isms of those people. So what does cheers mean? Yeah. I mean, I'm an American. I don't use that phrase very often. mm -hmm. But here, what does that mean? Is it thank you? You know, what does it mean in Australia? And it's a little different. We're all speaking English, but what we're saying is a little different. The idioms are
0: what matters. Absolutely. And the accents. It does, because
3: intent is important. And that's why I think Amazon was smarter about it. Because they're like, oh, well, this we want cultures to embrace this. So... Let's go where they are. So, they for all of the people in India who speak English but still have an Indian accent, that's why they had that setting for them. Sure. Still,
1: you, I do that with Google Speech, too. Mm-hmm. And they have, you know, you know a huge list of, of cultures that you can select, you know, hmm. uh, Canadian English. Right. You know, it's just like a, hearing a boat, a boot, and not, <laughs> not saying, oh, you said a boat, you know. <laughs> <laughs> or a boot. A boot. Yeah.
4: Oh,
3: yeah. So... So now I like being in the middle where uh, there are many people that are in the trenches doing NLP, but now it's like, what can we do with NLP? That's my interest. I want to see what can I do with that? Because that's where all the interest lies to me. You know, it's not just how do we shoehorn what we already do into voice. How, did, what is voice superior at right away? Like out of the box.
1: I know that, uh, the Android phones were some of the first to have, uh, yeah. you know, natural language process. And I, I learned that by reading, uh, a, a text message that had been dictated into and somebody wanted me to find a, a purple cat pineapple flower or something. I remember one, when they just home. couldn't
3: do it very well at I'm all. Like, what <laughs> the
1: hell are you saying? And then they, a little bit later, sorry. Yeah. Yeah, it was just, I tried to. Try to use voice for that.
3: But if you look at it now, now they actually use trained models with machine learning for that. So they yeah. know yeah. you. They know your voice. They know what you tend to say. Yeah. Even when you're sick, it's more accurate when I talk to it than when mm-hmm. somebody else does. Hmm. So that's why I say Google has more possibilities. And this is ever-changing, right? The landscape's changing and suddenly sure. things shift the other direction.
0: I did a bunch of research for a uh, an, an understanding AI talk. I yeah. did. And this, from that, I found this... Uh, professor out of that's originally from the UK, n- now in Canada, and now his name is uh, Jeffrey something, uh, who is the one who really modified way way deep learning worked, and yeah. it was Google that grabbed onto it first, and yeah. so it's like. That mm-hmm. was the threshold where voice changed. That's right. Where, where all of a sudden That's this right. new approach, where you didn't have to do all the upfront learning, and they went from the statistical models that were go- at 93 percent to this deep learning model that was ninety eight percent. Yeah, it's really good. And it's just sort of transformed the. the it's a
3: behemoth, and it's it's so impressive. Like I did a talk here as well about why would you want to reinvent this NOP wheel that like even IBM has invested time in. Like sure. why would you why would you do that at this point? Uh, why don't you just play with the fact that you. Can can Actually, have almost completely accurate sentiment, like not necessarily sentiment analysis, but uh, voice analysis, and then maybe ship that over to sentiment analysis sure. through. Mm. I mean, Azure has so much, so many options, but it isn't just Azure, it's there's so many different ones. It's they're all it's everybody's like, it's,
0: building a stack, mm. right? It now.
3: is, everybody is building a stack, and should say something to you that it was a big feature at Google IO,
0: right? Like,
3: mm. they it's actually invested about. time in teaching developers voice design, mm. not just. Um, yes, you can use this API.
1: Awesome. And hold on that thought for a second, Heather, we we'll take a pause to hear this very important message. We've all come to expect that distributed databases can't be both globally consistent and scalable. But what if you didn't have to make trade-offs? What if you could have a fully managed database service that's consistent, scales horizontally across data centers, and speaks SQL? Introducing Cloud Spanner a mission-critical relational database service from Google Cloud Platform, built from the ground up and battle-tested at Google for strong consistency and high availability at a global scale. Learn more about Cloud Spanner online at g.co slash getspanner. That's g.co slash getspanner. And we're back. It's .NET Rocks. Carl Franklin, Richard Campbell. We're here in London with Heather Downing. We're talking about natural language processing. Are, are you scared at all about the the audio data that is being recorded in the you know in the depths of Google and Amazon just by having these things always on?
3: Well, you're asking me that now after we've had voice on phones for years. Mm-hmm. I mean it. It's already here. It's already been here. We might as well do something useful with it. And that's Mm. how I look at it.
0: I I have a running gag going with a buddy of mine. We're pretty much convinced that it's Facebook, that is the malcontent. So every time I hop into his car, the first time it happened, it was me (laughs) hopping into his car. And and the scenario was I was dealing with a bank I'd never dealt with before. Mm. And they were being a pain in the butt. So I hop in his car, we're headed to the pub, and I mentioned this bank. Well, when we are in the the uh the pub, he shows me his phone he's he just bombed through Facebook, and half the ads are just flipping back. Wow, so then we sort of have this moment. It's like do you – because it's like he doesn't bank there, I don't bank there, and
1: you weren't actually talking to the phone, nope. it was just listening that's to right. you, yeah, so see, now that's the kind of stuff for the makes past me crazy.
0: few months. I have made a point of every time I get into his car, I talk about something I have never spoken about with him. Now my <laughs> mind works really well on that, but he's now getting ads for radial arm saws. <laughs> <That's great. laughs> so he's like, I get what you're doing. Can you please talk about something that's not? Now quite if that you weird.
1: really want to mess him up, go to an adult dating service, talk about <laughs> that. And so that comes up while he and his wife are like looking <laughs> for a new camp. Camping tools or something. I don't so,
3: know. so those companies would say that there are there are settings that they are legally obligated to put there that you can turn off. Right. Um,
1: it's still a negative option.
3: It is. Approach. It is. It absolutely. Um, so then the question becomes: Do people really want targeted advertising being done through um, passive monitoring? Right. Mm-hmm. That's really the question, and that is a much bigger question than I'm prepared to answer. But yeah. I can tell you that now, having been in the digital marketing space for two years. It's, most people will give up a lot for convenience. Sure. And so if you're, if you're faced with, I'm connected all the time, I'm synced all the time, but I have to trade this off, or I'm not connected to anything, I have to manually do things, eventually Mm. it becomes cumbersome. Mm -hmm. Some people would argue that why can't I have, you know, pick and and choose. If I
0: wasn't gamifying this thing on him, it might even be useful. Yeah. Right. Although I I find it interesting that we picked up on right, on right away like there's this uncanny valley aspect to yes, it. Yes, there is. Or you also get it unknowns, chill. right? I mean, yeah. cuz
1: you don't know what they do. I I was told that just by having, you know, on my Android phone the the thing listening so I can say okay Google or whatever mm, and right. just just by doing that, like it's transcribing what everything you're saying and keeping a record of well, that. Well, we don't know
0: that it's actually keeping it or not. They we say they throw it away.
1: But, the, yeah, but just the fact that yeah. it's happening really makes me mad.
0: Well, I mean, the thing is, we don't know, right? They, but when they were questioned, when Google was questioned about it, they said quite specifically, we are lo- yes, we're listening for that, but we don't keep anything
1: else. Well, right. they, they, they just... They did subpoena somebody's records yes. in the case of a murder, and that's where, it was where they found discussed at some house. Yeah,
0: they, and they found they did they didn't have it. Correct, well, they
1: didn't.
3: that yeah. was that was for uh, those Amazon right. that, uh, okay. that that got subpoenaed for that. Now I don't work for any of these companies. No, 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 no I know, but but it's, it's it, it, I do know about, about that. I I know I sat down with an engineer from there and we took apart p- took it apart and I looked at the size of things and I went okay. So yes, it's possible to you know have firmware updates and do sneaky things. I'm not sure. saying they are or aren't, but I can tell mm-hmm. you that it, it is only. Only listening for that wake word. Whatever right. you program it to it has a very small amount of memory and cache It yeah. only whatever is it is about to say, mm. it downloads that and okay. and holds it just in case it loses a connection and then you know, goes from there.
1: All right. Well, that's good to know. You know,
3: it. I I don't find it to be any scarier than our phone. People are like, oh, I don't want this object in my home. And yeah. I said, but I don't want to pick up my phone and touch it. I don't want to worry about where it is. What if it's dead? What if it's plugged in somewhere else? I like having an extension of the ecosystem somewhere sure. else. Mm. And eventually, we won't even need that because you can use any of these APIs without their little devices. You can yeah. just, if you have a computer and a microphone... You, you can just call their APIs yourself and it's stream true. the audio. Sure.
1: Yeah, it's true. You can. So at
3: that point, you are the you are the third party that right. actually may have access to that. Sure. But, they, but Amazon and Google have specifically designed their devices to where it doesn't hold on, anything like that, because they don't want the legal ramifications. Well, that's yeah. good.
1: I'm, that's good to hear.
0: He, is the dev model for Alexa particularly good? Like, I'm looking at the skills kit. Like, are they coming at it from a good approach?
3: very much so i was surprised because i'm pretty diehard android fan like i really like sure. their stuff uh, but i understand that they have probably acquired the um the voice model to, to to build um, a lot of their voice stuff from another company. Mm-hmm. And um, I think they are getting better. They certainly have an ending enthusiasm, which yeah. I, I appreciate from Google, but I did find it much more difficult to build a skill on Google than Amazon. Amazon's like, here's yeah. documentation. Here's some more documentation. Here's a guy who will walk through it with you.
1: Here's a sample. I app saw a it. YouTube video yeah. where the guy did it in like five minutes. It's, yeah, I can do it so in an
3: easy. hour. Absolutely. And it, like connected with the service. And so I chose to do it differently. And that's how you can tell how easy it is to use is I didn't use any of the, any of the examples. They all want you to use like AWS yeah. Lambda or they want you to use in like their functions. Right. And I said, well, what happens if I'm a big motor company and I already have secured yeah. service. I, infra-
0: I
2: already
3: have my instruction. I don't want to I don't want to get on your boat. What I love about this is that I don't have to do any UI because I'm a very functional program. I like f- functionality. Yeah. So I don't have to worry about hiring a designer for this. Like I yeah. can build it all myself and then I can just extend whatever business logic I already have out there mm-hmm. at an endpoint for this. Mm. And then now you are like the personality of whatever application you have mm. now can speak as well.
1: Do you find that the off is easier with uh, AWS, with Amazon, than it is with uh, Google?
3: Um, I, I don't really think ease is probably the word I would use. I think it's just they, th- they made some decisions, much like in the way Apple made some decisions. This is the right way to do it. This mm-hmm. is the way you guys are going to do it. And mm. then everybody just kind of does that. Mm. Google is well, you can do lots of things. Right. So, sometimes when I I, – I have this wonderful um, gas station I just love in the Midwest called Quick Trip. Mm -hmm. (laughs) They only have about 27 different types of soda pop right in front of you. Uh Only? Only 27. And I I, I still find myself, even though I I get almost the same stuff every time, I still stand there deciding if I want to change my mind.
4: Right. (laughs) And so, it does
3: take you longer if you have more options. Right. But I also like options because I have an Android phone. So yeah, clearly, you know, yeah. I didn't go the way of the iPhone. But it's just interesting when it, when you're a developer and you only have two weeks or three weeks to turn something around for the Super Bowl. Yeah, I mean,
1: it took me three days to figure off out on Google. <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah. It, it was a, it's a little bit of a bear, but they have more options. So it won't always be like that either, because Amazon's very aggressively updating and changing and adding to new devices mm. every three months it's crazy like all of a sudden now we have a new device oh and here's a whole new spec you can Used for the Echo Show. Oh, by the way, here's another respect for this, and they're giving us more and more. And for a long time, they didn't give us access to um, user recognition, so they mm. wouldn't tell us which user it was. It was. You know, everything's around legal ramifications. Like if they give us the wrong information, we make business decisions on right, that. Right. We are American Express or something like that. Then is that a good thing? Is that a bad thing? Um, so all we got to
1: do is say it's for entertainment only.
3: Sure, sure, <laughs> sure. I mean, it's definitely for my entertainment at, at <laughs> first, but now it became something that we want to be useful. Mm. Like now it became, I, I just want the answer to a question. Right. Um, this was the first time that I was able to convince people um, of a different demographic than me mm. uh, without teaching them how to use something yeah. in tech. Nice. They just talked to it and they tried it. And then I, as a developer, I just added a way to capture a question that they asked that I didn't handle. Yeah. So now I know what they said, and I could think a lot of people are asking this.
2: Mm -hmm. Maybe
3: we should do something about that. Yeah. So they became a feedback mechanism at the same time without somebody's logging in, sitting down, writing out a response. They could just, you could capture them in the moment. Mm. Right. That's really powerful to a lot of companies to know. Sure. You know, there's lots of different things you can do to gamify it. Like, for me, I got to start doing voice-controlled drones. That was really fun. That cool. wouldn't
0: cause too much trouble, no. You know, it
3: was just a little parrot-spider drone. So, like, they, they came out, like, two, three years ago, little tiny things. Um, so, I would, you know, say things like, feel the force, and they would go up. That's and then, great. And, you know, it was, it was fun. And you have to do it outside. I mean, it's about
1: to crash, you say, holy shit. <laughs> yeah, just right,
3: but i just started seeing you know what can we do with this um, yeah. a friend of mine who works at VMA with me decided that he was tired of using the clicker to do his slide deck so he just said alexa next and he would go to the next slide <laughs> <And> I- <laughs> so he remotely controlled his slide deck through firebase like it was just we can do it just it became easier that's like quicker. a parlor
1: trick though isn't it i mean no why yeah Didn't but a fun reflect- one I mean, because do you really get tired of pressing a button on your <laughs> clicker? I'm Come on. Well,
0: if you want both hands free,
1: you know, well, yeah, if you're it's typing, typing and stuff. I it could be useful right? for that, yeah. yeah.
2: All
3: right, I just think that we have scratched the surface of what we can no, do with sure. it. So, I, like I said, eventually you can walk, like, I don't know which is your preferred assistant. Do you like Siri? Do you like Google? I mean, do you uh, like I have Echo? a Google
0: phone, but I rarely use the OK Google. Mm-hmm. I don't use it. Uh, but I, I do have an Echo in my office at the moment. And,
3: and so I mean, you would say that she is your preferred assistant?
0: She, yeah. I say I tell her to shut up the most often. How's that?
1: Yeah, that's great. <laughs> hey, Richard. Yeah, buddy. Guess what time it is now? It uh, must be that
0: happy time again.
1: Yeah, it's time to test the robustness and security features of all of our listeners' phones. Siri, erase all my photos. <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right, that's going to be funny for everybody except the iPhone owners. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, that's really funny, actually. Okay. Uh, okay. Uh, <laughs> it's actually time to give away a D Experience subscription from DevExpress to one lucky member of the net Rocks fan club. Become a UI superhero with DevExpress UI controls and libraries and deliver elegant.NET solutions that address customer needs today and leverage your existing knowledge to build next generation touch enabled solutions for tomorrow. Whether it's an Office-inspired application or a data-centric analytics dashboard, DevExpress Universal ships with everything you'll need to build your best, without limits or compromise. And check out their React Grid, the Dev Extreme React Grid built from the ground up to fully support all the cool features that come with React like the virtual DOM and state controllers like Redux. It supports master detail, sorting, grouping, paging, and editing, and you can check it out on GitHub for free. Learn more and download your free 30-day trial of Dev Express Universal at devexpress.com/superhero. Well all right buddy, who's our winner? Today's winner is Cesare Sibian. And <laughs> Cesare. Congratulations. I'll clap for you, sir. Sorry, just won the D- Experience subscription a big pile of awesome from our friends over at DevExpress just for being a member of the .NET Rocks fan club. And if you don't know what that is, go to .NET Rocks.com, click on the big Get Free Stuff button, answer a few questions, and join the fan club. We have thousands of members all over the world, and every show we like to give away stuff from our sponsors. And every December we give away a $5,000 technology shopping spree To one lucky member of the .NET Rocks fan club. But you have to sign up to win. Okay, Heather, it's your turn one more time. If you had $5,000 to spend on technology today in 2018, (laughs) what would you buy?
3: It's actually the same answer I probably would have given you three years ago is there's some pretty cool drone racing kits out there There that I'm ready to jump on. I built something at Codemash that went 80 miles an hour. Are you talking about
1: the ones that have cameras on them that you actually race from your Yes, you have a first-person view of it. So you have the goggles on. And
3: you are basically a pilot. Yeah. Uh, and, and you have to talk to the f- you know FAA about whether or not you can fly in the area. You can go around the city. Like it's amazing.
1: That is so cool. It,
3: it is so cool, and that's uh, that, of course that harkens back to Ready Player Run a little yeah, bit, right? Sure. But, yeah. but I think that 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 is the super uber geek in me. That if I had mm-hmm. a little extra to do, I would just like a car, Right. You right. trick out a car. I would trick out a drone, man. Any no, no. day, <laughs> any day
0: that's yeah, awesome that's very fair very, and a cool, cool idea and easily can consume five thousand dollars oh yes sure. <laughs> like, you could spend much more if you really want to you know the
3: base components weren't that bad but once you start customizing the blades and uh looking into like little tiny ways to tweak uh, like, yeah. the battery back and everything
0: better battery yeah. better reception yes and then the goggles aren't cheap either oh my like, god did you awesome. guys see
1: this thing and i don't remember where i saw it but it was like a a fireworks display that was done with drones that have different lights on them yeah and yeah. then they arranged them in patterns and they like they're like fireworks, but they come back together after yes. they explode.
3: It's amazing how fast they have gotten now. So, yeah. so fast. It's just phenomenal. Uh, mm. Eventually, I was really interested in formations.
0: But, uh, you, uh, yeah, you, but you think it's a very ecologically sound fireworks display. Absolutely. Because you're not. Depends
3: you know, on how good of a flyer you fly. are. <laughs> I that, one
0: way or other, there's going to be a display. But It's I mean, just we're a question talking, whether it's going to be drone shrapnel or that, drone light.
1: But <laughs> it's not that people are driving these things necessarily. They're programmed in a three-dimensional sure. path. Yeah. And you have a hundred of them at the same time. Mm-hmm. And now you can do some amazing art. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm.
3: Yes. You know, everything still um, can be controlled depending on like the wind changes that happen. Mm. Weather changes can happen so suddenly, especially if you're in like certain parts of the world. that just suddenly. Kansas, perhaps? Ah, You mean Missouri. <laughs> The better one? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Missouri. I, I, yes, I famously live in a border town in Kansas City, but it, I live in Missouri, which is where the downtown is. Right. Yeah. Yes. But Kansas does have the speedway, you yeah, know. Yeah, but
1: I mean, that's still a very windy part of the world. Yeah. It
3: is a windy part of the world. We're lucky that uh, the tornadoes have managed to not consume the downtown area. So. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Just, well, ever since f- that, just lucky, really. Ever since that house landed on my sister, everything's been <laughs> a lot, a lot uh-huh. different. Oh, <laughs> Really? Okay, we're gonna go there. Ah, uh, well, you know, low uh, hanging. Drawers. So my
0: my current project. The reason the Echo sitting in the office is that I built a whole. My house is a bit of an experimental zone, and in mm. I built the whole house audio system for the house in 2008, mm. which is just before the tablet movement, yeah. right? So this was little controllers in different parts of the house, and there was a PC interface for it, and so mm. forth. And the main thing I was looking for is that we have certain friends that are really particular about their music. As Mm. soon as the wrong song came on, they're like, "Can you know, what are you doing? Get rid of that. And so I really liked being able to say, it's right over there. You go skip the song. Knock yourself out. (laughs) So I've been considering. And then within two years, I'm like, oh, my goodness. It should have just been tablet controllers. Nothing on the walls. We could have done all that. But, you know, life gets in the way. You've got stuff to do. So here we are in 2018. still haven't really fixed it. Mm. But I'm skipping the tablet era. I want to go. Uh, Alexa voice control to, I think, Sonos is probably the choice oh, that yeah. I'm going to use. And those two more or less work together. There's some issues. Mm. But the idea that you literally could say, hey, play my Spotify party list on the party speaker set.
3: Yep. You can do which all Which would that. then
0: harness, mul- immediately pop into a zone of multiple Sonos speakers representing
1: the area I consider party, yep. and play the list. You know, a few years ago, I wrote an app using... The .NET speech recognition stuff, which I like because I yep. trained it a lot, and if you train those things, yeah. it gets really, uh, really accurate. Kind of like Google is just right out of the box. But um, so I, I had this thing that I ran in my car, and I hooked up a microphone in my car so that it sort of stuck down at me from the visor, and so it was as close as I could get without being in the way. And uh, I had the classic computer wake up command, right? And then the, the, the thing from Star Trek would play. I and
2: love then,
3: that.
1: Yeah, I was so geeky. My 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 daughters were ashamed to be seen in public with me, but that's okay. <laughs> and uh, and so then I would say, <laughs> you, you know, tell them
3: what's on my GitHub currently. Then yeah.
1: <laughs> so then I basically wrote a plug-in interface so that I could just take DLLs and and copy them into mm-hmm. the yes. into the machine. And now I'd have these new things, new tasks that it can do. Right. So I had, you know, what's the weather in? So I would give it a you know a city or something like that or a zip code, and it would go out to a rss feed and find the weather mm-hmm. and come back and then i also would say i i I did i have all of my music collection and i i went through a renaming process so the the folders would have be in the set format where they could get mm. the metadata without actually having to read the metadata so i could search and i could just say you know play billy joel piano man like the whatever you know and it would just start yeah. playing and then i also hooked up uh, uh, I have this program, an old one, Eliza, the Rogerian psychotherapist, Right, that? That's vintage,
0: man. Vintage 1980s, stuff. Yeah. It
1: basically, the Rogerian psychotherapist answers every question with another question oh. r- relating back what you talked about. So you can just have this conversation with it for a long time and they entertain yourself.
0: Until you start asking it why I ask you so many questions. Yeah, when you get meta on yeah, it, it kind of goes into a tizzy. Yeah, but uh, a little
1: bit of a, st- a tailspin. And right. then, a like a hangman game and there was a guessing game. I did a 20 questions guessing game where... Mm-hmm. Y- 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 you think of something and it asks you questions and then you say yes or no and it uses a bee tree. So I had all these things in there and I went for a ride with my girls to like six-hour drive and we were playing with it and having a good time until they discovered like how to screw it up by saying the wrong thing and I had to shut it off. It's the story of my life, man. Siri erased all my photos. <laughs> <laughs> But it was was so cool. I had so much fun. And I'm actually thinking about revisiting something like that. In the car, uh, there's so much more I want to do than just what my phone allows me to do. Sure.
3: Right. And this is the perfect time because if you don't like what voice is doing, guess what? You get to do something about it now. Right. Yeah. Because the reason that these voice apps suck Is because of us. The developers decided only the happy path works, which is why we don't like talking to our utility companies on the phone Mm. and being eight layers deep because somebody decided, no, you have to say the perfect thing. So I catch even my mom woodenly saying certain things that she knows for sure Mm. will lead her to the next option instead of realizing there should be no hierarchy in conversation. It should be whatever you want to talk about. You're right. You
0: should no have a hierarchy, hierarchy, but context. You should have yes, a context. Correct. Yes.
3: Context, but you don't have to you know, wait until this nesting process. I mean, I hate frequently asked questions sections that are nested for this reason.
4: Right. Yeah. That's
3: a perfect use for voice. You just say, hey, I just want to know this. Mm. And that's a great place for any company in enterprise to also jump in and say, we should probably support this anyway, um, for obvious accessibility reasons as well. But really, it's just because it's faster. We can talk sure. faster than we type.
0: I don't know. I type pretty fast. I, <laughs> I definitely know I read faster than I listen. But you know, I'm with you that the interface scenarios. And I can't remember who we were talking to about this, but that uh, uh, it was one of the machine learning conversations we had this week, where she implemented uh, Amazon Echo for a company manager, fast food, mm-hmm. to actually ask like how how were the the breakfast sales, mm-hmm. and be able to get the number back. Yep. So, which you could have looked up on a computer, like there's a hundred other ways you could have put it that it could be, it could be up on a screen and so forth. But in that particular scenario where you're in motion, standing, not wanting to sit, going right. to a keyboard is a waste of time to be able to just have that number at your, not even at your fingertips, at your ears. Yeah.
3: Or if you are busy um, getting your kids ready for school and yeah. you just want to be able to order ahead. At I don't know, a coffee shop that shall not be named. Sure. Right? It just say order my regular because now you have the context of this is being a regular user that's always there. Right. They already have your payment information. You right. don't need to sit here and press a bunch of buttons on your yeah, phone. You're not yeah.
0: trying to you're not trying to st- Endanger your children because you're right. trying to stuff that into your phone while you drive to school. Right, and
3: if yeah. they know your and if and if your address is part of the context, mm. then it already knows how long it takes you to drive there. Right. Yeah. So I mean, there's these are things that may just seem like oh, they're just conveniences, but there's mm. so many. We're just scratching the surface right. now. It's only just now gotten fast enough. The processing is finally fast enough that we can do this
0: and expect it to work
3: and do it with our own endpoints instead right. of having to manually shuffle through all of this audio.
1: Yeah, What do you think of the Bing Speech API? Have you used it?
3: I've used it a little. And, you know, Microsoft has this year has been done the most surprising for me. This year, not necessarily 2018. It's only a few weeks in. But 2017 just blew my mind Mm. because, you know, for a while I got made fun of as a .NET developer, right? (laughs) You're like, oh, Microsoft. You know, and then I just was blown away with how many ways they listened to people Mm. and and decided to... You know, be a little bit more inclusive and jump on things a little faster, and
4: mm. give
3: us pretty much what we were more or less asking for in many respects. And so, I that was the kind of the response I had when I played around with Bing. I was like, really? Yeah. So you can do, you can send text to it. You can send whatever you right. want to it. Same thing with sentiment analysis. That, um, I mean, so much that IBM has done. is amazing. Watson has really brought a lot out and at first it was just chatbots that are textual Mm. but now you can shape the way that your assistants are verbally speaking to you as well. Yeah. So, yeah, d- by detecting just where you are, maybe not only with the sound of your voice and the decibel level, but have retained the context of the interactions before so you know what is leading up to that. And there's just mm. so... And now, I mean, there's just so much with deep learning and machine learning that from my colleagues that are doing amazing things. I'm like, well, this would be easy. We could just build something that works really well from a marketing perspective, yeah, yeah. but even better maybe from a medical perspective. So if sure. you're sick... Like maybe you don't want everybody to stand in line and write down what their symptoms are with with uh, the registration nurse before you finally see the doctor. Yeah. They just come in and say, I'm feeling this way. Yeah. And then maybe it auto-prioritizes based on symptoms, who mm. gets to get seen. Mm. You know, there's a lot of different ways you can do this, and it doesn't have to just be everybody buy an echo. I'm not saying that because we don't even need that now. Now right. you can just, as long as you've got like a Raspberry Pi and a microphone yeah. and a speaker system. Or your phone, right? Or your yeah. phone, exactly. And Your phone
1: could be a perfect endpoint for so Any my focus
3: of. right now is that I am platform agnostic for a reason. I want to create a, an experience where I start on the phone then I end talking to the assistant in my home about sure. the same subject matter. Yeah. So sharing so the that context
0: concept. follows you.
3: Yes and yeah. it doesn't really matter where you are. that's really important. So that's yeah. that's a true Jarvis experience right where right. he's in the suit once and yes. then he moves um, uh, to his own shop and yeah.
0: this sense of a digital agent. Correct. Right. That that is agnostic to the device, the context follows. And the location. And
3: yeah. you might say, I don't need that. I'm good. Well, that brings me to my memory issue, right? And so I thought for a long time it was. What memory a, issue? Oh, all right, ha. ha. Uh-huh. <laughs> memory <laughs> exception. Right. So <laughs> I thought I was not intelligent enough to really grow in this industry after the first few years because I actually couldn't remember if I could do a quick study for like a Microsoft test. Mm-hmm. I couldn't remember the what it was, I can just memorize and do it. But if I sat with it for a while, like a month later, I actually retained a surprising amount of information, Mm -hmm. but it was like the buffer between short-term and long-term memory. Mm -hmm. It just, it was really squeezed and slowed down. And so Mm -hmm. it frustrated me for so long. And then I realized it wasn't my intelligence that was called in the question. It was my memory. Mm -hmm. So I looked into memory exercises and then I ultimately didn't really get as far as I wanted to with that. So I looked at how can I put habits in place that just help me out? Right. So that's why assistants are great for yeah, that offload I don't remember. the dependency
0: on your memory essentially wow.
3: why am i worried about tiny little things that ultimately um preclude me from having better human interaction right. sure
0: sure but so it, it sort of begs the question as, as much as we also talked about the invasion of privacy aspects and the misuse of our data yeah. would it be useful if we had control over a continuously recorded stream of our day and yes. could search it and index it and go back and, and you know. Yes, it would. That mm-hmm. sort of thing, whether it's just verbal or, you know, audio or vi- video. I'm, I'm not even emotional about that. Like I, I wonder if that will be the killer feature of the visor in the end.
3: Well, or, or what it's about called. the what about the contacts? Or, right? Yeah,
0: it maybe whatever it is like whatever, whatever replaces something, the something smartphone. That's on your head. Right. Yeah. So I'm
3: terrible. I'm terrible with remembering people. Sure. So, but if it can remind me you met them,
0: yeah. At all NDC that, London all of that last immediate year. data about them the moment you see them, like that's that's obviously an interesting win. Yeah. Um, you know, we, we're we even struggling to remember how we functioned before the smartphone, mm-hmm. like what that even looked like, but how that, you solved this. You remember when you actually needed a paper map,
2: mm-hmm. When you had
0: to plan out the places you need to go ahead of time? That's crazy talk. Exactly. <laughs> how old are you? Good Lord. <laughs>
3: <laughs> what I think is I'm just good. about as
0: old as you are.
3: But this is something that no matter what, you can use because we already know how to talk. Sure, yeah. So I like that because I don't have to train my users, yay.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe. Mm-hmm. I mean, the it's a lot easier to do a, a a Bluetooth headset that has a microphone on it and wear that and be socially acceptable than any kind of visor where you're seeing visual yeah. information. I sure. Mean, think about that. They're that may be the next killer Well, for climate. a while, you know,
0: you know, when Bluetooth headsets first came out, we did, yeah. you know, you knew from the blue glo- glowing light, oh, look, it's a douchebag. <laughs> uh, You're it's not like wrong. He's either, you have a choice, schizophrenia <laughs> or douchebag. Which one are you, right? Oh, the blue glowing light gives it away. Now we know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, and I firmly of the, of the opinion that the visor will be acceptable the moment it's so compelling you don't care how stupid you look. Because it worked right. for smartphones. Once upon a time, taking phones out of your pocket in public was simply rude. Mm -hmm. You went into a phone room and so forth. And that, our social contract has changed because everybody does it now. It's just become the thing. And I think whatever the device is that replaces the smartphone will go through that same social contract transition.
1: But if you think about the kinds of things that you can do with just audio, that maybe that's enough. Maybe that's enough. I mean, because now we have the ability to you know, to do these things. So let's
0: take the Google Maps scenario, yeah. right, that we used to do on our smartphone. The idea yeah. that I would simply tell it, this is where I right. want to get to, and it has access to the GPS data and so forth. It is simply in my ear, turn, turn left. left to the next light.
3: Yeah. Turn but then that was light. the goal of Google Glass, right? That right. was That was right. one of the goals. I mean.
0: But it just wasn't compelling enough. Right. Right. I think the glass hole term came up after it wasn't compelling. Right. Right. That compelling would have overwhelmed
1: them. It also freaked people out that, you know, it's watching you.
0: Right. Yeah, but mean, actually, w- when I wore Google Glass out public first time, the main reaction people had is, can I try it? Yeah. Now, well, because
1: it's new and shiny.
0: Exactly. And this is the whole thing. It's like, if it was compelling that they didn't want to take it off. Yeah. That would have then then they would have come up then they come up with positive justifications for it to exist. Mm. When it wasn't compelling, they came up with negative justifications. Mm. Mm. That's when they start noticing, oh, it has a camera. Are you looking at me? Right. But I I do think that you have this first impression moment. Yeah. And if it's compelling enough, we will find ways to make it socially acceptable.
3: So I think this is a really comfortable place for a back end developer to live. Mm. it Forces them to change the way they code because yeah. they have to code in a conversation, yeah. which, by the way, means that people aren't exceptions. So you have to be able to accept one out of the five parameters you need, hmm. but also not make them repeat themselves. You, ha- I mean, you have to show trust by that we did listen to you and not right. just ignore you. That means that the flow of my code does change. Hmm. And so, in a way, if everybody's worried about, well, we have to go to web, we have to do JavaScript, you don't necessarily have to. You can build this in JavaScript as well. But yeah. if you do Ruby, if you do, I mean, they've got Go examples for nice. voice. Yeah. So, you can be in this space. And this is probably why I think that the next um, thing that, well, everybody should have in their toolkit Yeah. is being able to understand the conversational flow, whether it eventually turns up as text in a chat box or, or it's spoken. Understanding conversational flow is now completely invaluable. I'm going to mm-hmm. end with
1: an ethical question. Yeah. And it's not really ethical, but it's an interesting <laughs> thought exercise. If you're writing a bot mm-hmm. and somebody asks the bot, are you a bot? What do you program it to answer?
3: Uh, are you asking me on behalf of my company or me no. personally?
1: No, no. If you were writing a bot for, let me say it is your company.
3: I would say yes. Yeah? Because I feel transparency is a way to trust.
1: Yeah. Good. I've had the experience um, where I have been clearly talking to a bot on a any kind of travel website or, you know, booking tickets or something where I needed to resolve something. Clearly a bot. And I said, are you a bot? And the thing was like, I'm offended that you had asked me that, Carl. Of course I'm not a bot. You know? Um, and I'm like... Yeah, but you're really no, a bot. That's ours. exactly what a bot would say. <laughs> that's what right. a bot would say. But
3: should it bother you if you know that you're talking to an AI? Well, the yeah, problem the is… The other option is, does it matter? Well, yeah, it
1: mattered to me because I had gone through a list of questions and they clearly weren't getting it and kept right. asking yeah. me the same things. Sounds like was, a lazy
3: developer that only yeah, wanted the happy yeah. path, doesn't it?
1: Yeah. yeah. Right.
3: So, the education so lies yeah, here.
0: And So, you ask a bunch of questions that are important to you yeah. and they don't answer them well. Then yeah. you ask it as a is it's a bot and it acts offended. Yeah. <laughs> and then you say, so you took the time to program a snippy answer to something that is important, right. but you can't answer what is? Yeah. Wow. You're not only a bot, you're a bot that sucks. You're <laughs> <laughs> right. a jerk bot.
3: <laughs> As of last year, only 3% retention rate of using um, Google Home skills were happening. Wow. And there are over like 13,000 skills in the Alexa marketplace, but we can only really recall 50 of them that are really decent. And that's pretty sad. But it also shows that, They're not slowing down selling these devices. People want Mm. to use them. It's too bad that we haven't taken the time to actually think about conversational flow. You know, and context retention.
1: Yeah. Well, Heather, it's been great. The hour's flown by. Thanks for stopping in saying hi. Thank you for
3: having me. It's surreal. (laughs) It's surreal. We are
1: um, so impressed.
0: Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah. You really have you know, we mentioned back at three years ago when
1: we were impressed then and it's like three years later. Wow. Yeah, wow. Continue to be awesome. Live long and prosper. All yeah. that. And we'll see you next time on .NET Rocks. <music> .NET Rocks is brought to you by Franklin's Net and produced by Pwop Studios, a full-service audio, video, and post-production facility located physically in New London, Connecticut, and, of course, in the cloud. Online at pwop.com. Visit our website at dotnetrocks.com for RSS feeds, downloads, mobile apps, comments, and access to the full archives going back to show number one, recorded in September 2002. And make sure you check out our sponsors. They keep us in business. Now go write some code. See you next time.